Go beyond the superficial. Go beyond the noise. And Hype delivers business knowledge gained from developing and manufacturing hundreds of products, working with high-growth entrepreneurs from all over the world. Focus skills and passion into innovative ideas. Take control. Transform product ideas into business realities. This is And Hype. Transform product ideas into a business reality. My name is Kelly Keen, and this is End Hype. The future of e-commerce. Look, 2021 shook up a lot of potential businesses, people that maybe sold through retail, they sold through distributors, they sold by going door to door at swap meets or whatever people did in the past. A lot of those people just moved to e-commerce. They moved online. Now, still Believe it or not, the majority of sales do not happen through e-commerce. They happen a number of different ways, but e-commerce is massively on the rise. So I'm looking at Shopify, and that's a platform that I use, a lot of my clients use, you probably use, especially if you sell direct to consumer, D2C, which we'll get into. They're kind of the authorities. They're the big boys in the space. There's lots of other platforms, but you know they have a lot of weight, and they put out Great research and great content. This year, they put out a document called The Future of Commerce. It spells out some major trends. It spells out some major problems and some really good advice on how to overcome those things. Funnily enough, it's the same stuff that we talk about on the show all the time. It's the same stuff I talk about in our group and in coaching. But hey, this is a little social proof for you. I'm only a little crazy. Other people are seeing the same problems. And they have great advice on how to overcome those problems. So let's get into it. I want to talk about one of the trends today because I don't want this to be a three-hour long podcast episode. Let's be honest. You won't listen to it. I wouldn't listen to it. My commute's just not that long. Let's talk about rising acquisition costs. Let's not bury the lead. That's a pretty big deal, right? Rising acquisition costs are forcing brands to foster long-term relationships with their customer, actually building real brands, getting off the hamster wheel getting off the addiction to paid ads. I've been saying this for years. I've been predicting this for years and years because as e-commerce grows, as more people get online, as more big brands see e-commerce as their main channel, not just an additional channel, the competition for eyeballs is fierce. We're advertised to at an extraordinary rate. We get tired. We get fatigued of seeing it in all these places. Ads become less and less effective. 20 years ago, placing a little banner ad on a site, boom, you could get tons of traffic. Emailing a list, unbelievable clicks. But now, no matter how sly your creative is, no matter how well-placed your ad is, it is expensive. So this is their key takeaways. Direct-to-consumer competition is rising. Advertising costs are skyrocketing across platforms. And brand building is helping attract and retain customers. I love it. I just found this report, and it's like if I had the patience, I wrote it myself. Of course, there's bigger D2C competition. There's almost no barrier to entry in starting an e-commerce company. Yeah, 2014, 2015, Kickstarter was pumping. Very exciting. Very popular. More and more hardware companies were getting founded, getting launched because of the money that they would get on that platform. But creating a store was still difficult for a lot of people. I've been selling online since the 90s, and it is easier than ever to start. You can build a Shopify site in an hour. You can start selling on Etsy immediately. The barrier to entry 
is basically zero. And as that happens, that means that we have the democratization of that opportunity. More and more people are able to access that opportunity. And those people are spending money. Maybe not the millions that a big brand would, but it's millions of people spending hundreds of dollars. So there's 12 to 24 million e-commerce sites. It's a lot of sites. If they're all buying a few bucks in ads, it's a lot of money. We could also try to blame the iOS update and some technical and technological reasons why ads are getting more expensive. But I'm seeing this kind of cumulative effect because as they work less, people are spending more to get less. So instead of people leaving the system, they're just spending more money. Ad expense is actually increasing as its effectiveness decreases. Sure, more people are moving to other platforms and I get questions like, hey, should I start advertising on TikTok instead of Facebook? I heard my CPMs are going to be a lot better over there. And we have a long discussion about, are there customers there? Can they get conversions there? Is it worth it? Should they be paying ads or should they be using influencers? Should they be running campaigns, brand building? All that that marketing conversation, right? I'm not a marketer, but I just want you to sell your product. It's pretty, I'm more goal oriented than I am task oriented. And every single time the conversation goes back to brand because TikTok could be cheap now. But Google ads were cheap forever ago. Facebook ads were cheap forever ago. Banner ads were cheap forever ago. Everything works until it doesn't. But brand will always work. It is an eternal strategy. So you got to figure out how to speak to somebody, create differentiation, create a community, curate that community, nurture that community, take them on some kind of journey with you, some kind of growth, your growth, their growth. Keep them around so you don't have to keep acquiring new customers over and over because it's going to continue to get more expensive to acquire people. And when you look at this strategy, this long-term strategy, you realize where most people are messing up. They're looking for that quick fix, that silver bullet. They think that they're going to run this combo of maybe private labeling a product, slapping up a Shopify page, running some Facebook ads to get traffic, and making a ton of money. If it was that simple, everyone would do it. And it used to be basically that simple. And now everyone does that. And that's why the ads are more expensive because everyone's trying to do this thing. Honestly, doesn't really work or doesn't work as advertised because what will work today, tomorrow, and into the indefinite future is to build an actual brand. So if you think of spending money on ads as a brand building exercise, as an awareness exercise, as the top of your funnel in which you'll continue to nurture a community of customers, you're going to win. If you're thinking about the short-term gains, you're competing with some 14-year-old dropshipper in Iowa who's going to blow his college savings on trying to sell poorly constructed hoodies while you're trying to run a serious business. The people you're competing against aren't necessarily trying to run a legit business. So understand in a limited pool of people who you're actually competing against, big companies, scammers, fly-by-night fools. When you're building a brand, you're not competing with those people. You're competing against a very select few. Conversion rates are important. Breaking even on your marketing budgets are important. Testing things, trying them, see which channels work are important. But in the long run, I want you to build a brand that stays top of mind, something that will continue to draw organic sales, something that you can continue to nurture and grow. Because if you think that the acquisition costs are increasing now is nothing, it's absolutely nothing. So here's some recommendations from Shopify. Recommendation one, 
develop a brand measurement methodology. I love this because as with anything in life, if we want to truly achieve some level of success, intentionality is important. Knowing what the hell we're trying to do. Again, I'm not a marketer, but I talk to a lot of people that are doing marketing. I do marketing quote. You can't see my air quotes in my hands here, but they say, oh, I have a marketing strategy or I'm talking to a marketer. They don't have a date. They don't have a goal. They don't have defined activities. It's kind of like do a bunch of stuff, question mark, question mark, build a brand and profit. When in reality, a helpful business approach is to actually know, well, what do we stand for? What are we trying to do? What are we trying to help people achieve? And let's put some measurements around it. Marketers are obsessed with last touch attribution. Like where did somebody come in to? How can I drive this data and that data? That's that's great. But the technical pieces like that are optimization efforts. It is something to get just a little bit more out of a successful system. Most people that I speak with, they're not even monitoring their website. They don't even have goals set up or their Google Analytics accounts set up properly. They're not running surveys. They're not talking to customers. They're not doing any of the things that are mentioned in this strategy. Once you're doing six figures a month, yeah, absolutely dive in deep. Learn how to get better attribution data. Learn how to get better monitoring data. Learn to see what's working and what's not working. But if we're moving away from ads and moving into brand building, you're not going to see that direct attribution one to two kind of funnel looking sales process anyways. So you need to figure out how to measure what's important to you. How many customers do you need to acquire? What's their average order value? How many customers do you need to return? Who's opening up your emails? Who's clicking through? Really simple things. Maybe net promoter score. Maybe shares on social. Really, really simple things. But if you want to improve something, you need to measure it. Recommendation two from Shopify, the future of commerce. Invest in both short-term performance marketing and long-term brand building. Again, we kind of covered this, but it's worth repeating because I see most people completely fail, completely fail on long-term brand building. They think that they're failing if they're not always moving upwards and to the right, more and more more sales. Their content and their media never seems to really grow or go anywhere because it's all basically just ads. There's nothing that's building a connection with customers. There's nothing that's building a credible brand. It's all just pay me, pay me, pay me, pay me. And there's a time for the ask, but long-term, optimal scenario is to not spend any money on ads. Maybe to spend money on ads for growth or penetrating a new market or launching a new product. But best case scenario, no ads. Your product just sells because people love you. They follow you. They want what you have. And when you announce that it's coming, it sells out. That's what real product market fit looks like. It is difficult to keep up with demand. When you have an offer, a magnetic offer, like we talk about in my program, when you have something that the market really wants, it's difficult to keep it in stock, not difficult to push it by spending a ton of money on ads. So you have to put yourself in a position for success. I don't know what that's going to look like for you, but you need to balance short-term thinking and long-term thinking, brand building and sales. Recommendation three, diversify your advertising and sales channels to lower the cost of acquisition. That sounds fancy, but look, this is basically it. Explore new channels to reach new audiences. Maybe advertising on TV is too expensive, so you advertise online. Maybe Facebook becomes too expensive, so you move over to TikTok. You need to have a system where you try things 
you test them, and then you scale. But there's a lot of channels. There's a lot of strategies. I hate to see people get stuck competing and working as hard as possible, spending money and time focused on beating the competition in the most competitive markets possible when new opportunities are just sitting there, not tested, but they're just afraid. They're afraid to try something new. Think about what you're doing. Can you create experiments? Maybe 5%, 10%, 20% of your activities. Can you say, I'm going to devote that to finding new ways of communicating with customers, new channels to explore. What I don't want you to do is start freaking out and doing a million different things where nothing becomes effective because your attention is split so many ways and spread so thin that you can't set up a good way of measuring it, a good way of getting feedback. You can't figure out what to do. You can't really exploit any kind of lessons that you learn. So you have that that balance between two things is I'm too afraid to try something new and the shiny ball syndrome of chasing every little lead that pops up, doing a million different things that doesn't work. I want you to come up with some kind of system to try new things. Can you get traction? Can you try them for free? Can you try them very quickly? Shopify suggests using marketplaces as both sales and marketing channels. By marketplaces, you might think Amazon, of course, that's the behemoth, a place where you can list your product and sell it everywhere. Now, I have clients and good friends doing great business on Amazon, but that's just one platform. Again, we're going to fall victim to the same thinking as Facebook ads. This is the only channel that we can use. But honestly, we've seen success using eBay. Yeah, people selling new products on eBay. We've seen success using Facebook Marketplace. Crazy. And I've seen plenty of people be very successful on Etsy. Now, this doesn't have to be your home base of operations, the only place that you sell. But if you're looking at additional channels to test and try, if you're looking at new channels to acquire customers, these people own the eyeballs. This is where there already is traffic. The objective of advertising usually is to get traffic, right? You're running Facebook ads or you're running YouTube pre-roll or you're running pay-per-click ads to try to get somebody into your funnel so then they can purchase your product so they can see about it. But why not just cut that whole process short and sell on the marketplace? You can run PPC on Amazon. You can run PPC on Etsy. People don't even have to leave the platform to purchase and send you money. It's just another consideration to make. How could you split up your product portfolio so you could have something being sold on a marketplace so you can acquire new customers? Now, if you follow me, you know I'm not a huge fan of Amazon because they don't protect you like a real channel partner would. They don't protect you against counterfeits. They also don't give you any access to customer data. So they are acquiring the customer on the back of your idea. You're making all of the marketing decisions. You're making all of the product development decisions. You're probably even paying for PPC on their platform to get success, to get a piece of the revenue. They get their little cream off the top there, but they also get customer data. You don't. Long-term, not that great of a deal for you. But at any rate, you will see a rise of these different marketplaces. You will see more and more people selling socially selling directly on YouTube, selling directly on live stream platforms, selling directly on Instagram. E-commerce is about to change with social selling in a massive, massive way. Don't even get me started on sales in the metaverse. That's a whole different conversation. Let's just talk about sane things right now. So I want to move on to their fourth recommendation to highlight your unique differentiators and values at every customer touchpoint. 
This is kind of common sense stuff, but it is uncommonly implemented. You need to revisit your brand story, the differentiators, the why you, what is your origin story? What are your values? Who do you align to? You need to really dial in who your customer audience is so you can actually form a real relationship, not a fake, hey, here's my hook. Here's a good product. Here's a lot of promises I can't fulfill, but you can build a long-term relationship with somebody. Show your customers you share the same values as them. If you want to build a brand, that's how you do it. It needs to be simple. It needs to be memorable. It needs to be something people can remember so they can tell other people, but it needs to be deeply resonant with who they are. You don't need everyone. The world is big. If you can find a great niche of people that you actually care about and you can sell to them, you will have more customers and more success than you can possibly ever really need. The value of telling the story, the value of understanding how to communicate with somebody when they don't know who you are, when they know who you are, but they don't know if they can trust you, when they trust you and they want to develop a deeper relationship with you, when they have that deep relationship and they want to shout it from the mountaintops, how amazing you are, and they want to see the success and growth of your business. How do you nurture that relationship? Well, it's not through ads. It's not through annoying emails. It's through collaboration with other people that they respect, with them themselves. It's with true, careful, nurturing techniques. It's by developing products so good that people have to share. Wrapping up, direct-to-consumer competition is on the rise, and that's making advertising costs skyrocket across platforms. But look, everything that you want in life is a little difficult. If it was easy, you wouldn't think about it. You wouldn't hope for it, strive for it. You wouldn't be changing your life. You wouldn't struggle for it. If it was easy, you wouldn't even want it. Understand this is the value of doing difficult things is that your competition, all those people who just so easily boot up Shopify or so easily place their products on Etsy, they have the same challenges that you have. If you've been in the game a little bit longer and you're just using the techniques that we talked about today, you're so far ahead of everyone else. If you're still using the same techniques that are available to beginners and you're competing with an infinite line of beginners, you deserve to struggle. You're going to have a very difficult time. But why? Focus on building a brand. Focus on building a legacy, an iconic company that people love. And sure, your ad costs will increase, but your sales will increase as you start using the new types of customer acquisition models and methods that we talked about today that we'll continue to talk about on the show. As an aside, I can't wait to talk about social e-commerce. It's really been bugging me. I'm very excited about it. We'll dive in deep in a future episode, I promise. But just to summarize this, you need to test and adapt. You need to be reading the information put out by experts. You need to listen to this podcast. You need to go find a mentor, find a coach, find some peers that are also running stores or selling products or making their lives better. You need to get information, good information, and you need to grow. So understand that this difficulty is not really a problem. It is an opportunity. All the competitors in the market are experiencing the same thing. It is a moat against people copying your success. They will also have to cross over that chasm. They will need to overcome that obstacle. And if you can do this in a very unique and differentiated way, you'll be so far ahead. You will be poised to take advantage of this massive growth that is happening in e-commerce right now that we've seen over the past couple of years and that we're projecting to see in the next 
handful as e-commerce begins to eclipse actual retail sales as it starts to really push through and displace how the world even works. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for you. I appreciate you for listening. My name is Callie Keen. This has been End Hype.